Welcome to the Poetry Studio Podcast, a podcast for poetry lovers and students where I, your host, Aaron Bauer, read and discuss a poem, learn about the techniques the author used to write it, and finally offer some writing prompts to motivate your own writing journey. Today, we will be reading and discussing I Hear America Singing by Walt Whitman from The Leaves of Grass, which was published in 1855. Whitman wrote primarily in free verse, that is poetry without meter. He often used long poetic lines, which, as you will remember from episode 3, is generally considered to be a line over 10 syllables long. While he is now considered a foundational American poet, his poems weren't well received when they were published. Whitman self-published the book he is most well known for, The Leaves of Grass. He continued revising and publishing new versions of The Leaves of Grass until he died. The last version he edited is often referred to as the Deathbed Edition. Now that's a little dark, I'll admit. If you've heard the King James Version of the Bible read aloud, you will recognize the cadence and phrasing of Whitman's poetry. One contributor to this is Whitman's use of anaphora, which is going to be the poetic device we are going to discuss for this episode. To help just demystify some of the ideas people have about poetry being this complicated or hard to understand thing, I will be discussing one poetic device that an author uses in the poem we are reading for each episode. Anaphora is the device we are going to be exploring today. Anaphora is the repetition of words at the beginning of a sentence. This is a common feature of biblical texts. For example, in Matthew 5, we have the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Because of its occurrences in the Bible, many preachers adopt this style of speaking in their sermons. What anaphora does to the reader is get them used to a certain refrain and structure in a sentence so that we begin to anticipate it. Then, when the reader breaks the pattern, the speaker is surprised and begins to pay more attention to what comes next. Keep the pattern in mind as we are listening to this week's poem. Now, let's hear it. I hear America singing. I hear America singing, the varied carols I hear, those of the mechanics, each one singing his as it should be, blithe and strong, the carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam, the mason singing his as he makes ready for work or leaves off work, the boatman singing what belongs to him in his boat, the deckhand singing on the steamboat deck, the shoemaker singing as he sits on his bench, the hatter singing as he stands, the woodcutter's song, the plowboy's on his way in the morning or at noon intermission or at sundown, the delicious singing of the mother or of the young wife at work or of the girl sewing or washing, each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. The day, what belongs to the day, at night the party of young fellows robust, friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. You can hear in this poem 
that the pattern of the anaphora actually takes a few lines to develop. The first and second lines of the poem hint at it, but it isn't until the third line that we get the first instance of the anaphora. The carpenter singing his as he measures his plank or beam. And after this line, for the most of the rest of the poem, we are given the same pattern. A profession is heard singing and then a description of what they are doing. The first line of the poem sets us up not only by giving us the seeds of what will be used to construct the anaphora later on, but also by letting us know essentially the structure the poem is going to take. A list. The speaker starts the poem by saying, I hear America singing. The varied carols I hear. The carols are different from group to group, but they all come together to make up America. The mechanics, the carpenters, the mothers are all individual parts of what comprises America. Nearer to the end of the poem, the speaker begins to mess with the beginning of the sentence while keeping us within the same mindset. The delicious singing of the mothers or the young wife at work or of the girl sewing or washing, each singing what belongs to him or her and to none else. The speaker chooses to say the delicious singing of the mother rather than what we would have expected him to say, the mother singing. I think this is because he is stepping back from the individual professions and looking at larger groups of people mothers, young wives, girls. The next line steps even further back, but still doesn't entirely disrupt the pattern of the anaphora. At this point, I feel like we are looking at America through a camera that is zooming out. We start in someone's home or workshop watching them work, then zoom out to a community, then a state, and then finally we see a country of America itself in this closing line. The day, what belongs to the day, at night the party of young fellows, robust, friendly, singing with open mouths their strong, melodious songs. This theme of looking at individual elements of a thing and seeing how they come together to create a whole runs through much of Whitman's work. Although there aren't any fireworks in this poem, it always reminds me of the 4th of July, when communities can gather together and celebrate the unity and strength that come from America's diversity. That it is this diversity itself that has made America great. On the Poetry Studio podcast, it isn't enough for us to enjoy and discuss a poem. We need to be inspired by it to create our own work. Here are some of the writing exercises inspired by I Hear America Singing that you can work on. First, find a YouTube video clip of someone doing a physically intensive job, like trimming tree branches or blowing glass. Or better yet, find someone actually doing the job who will let you observe them. Write about what you see them doing. How are they singing? Whatever you think singing might mean in that situation. Next, write about your own job or schoolwork. How can you use anaphora to set up an expectation for your readers and then break that expectation to call their attention to something you think is important about your work? Finally, if you were to hear the song that America is singing in this poem, What would the lyrics be? What would the melody sound like? 
Describe America's song as a poem. If you or your child complete one of these writing prompts and would like for your writing to be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me the text or a recording of you reading the poem, and I will share it here. You can email the poem or recording of it to thepoetrystudio, all one word, at gmail.com. While I can't guarantee that everyone who sends something in will be featured, I love sharing poetry and will share as much as I can. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me at the same email, thepoetrystudio at gmail.com. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Poetry Studio Podcast. If you liked it, please give me a five-star review on iTunes and share it with your friends. If you can, please become a member of the Poetry Studio Podcast by donating at my Patreon. Details can be found online at patreon.com slash poetrystudio. New episodes come out each week on Wednesday with special bonus episodes and materials available to members. Written transcripts of episodes are also available to members. That's all the time we have for today. The music and audio effects included in this podcast were either performed by me or are in public domain. I Hear America Singing was written by Walt Whitman and is in the public domain. Happy writing and see you next week.